Hey, welcome back to Quarantine, episode 22. My guest today is Maddie Hansen, a super funny comedian, uh, one of the most daring comics, I think, in Los Angeles. She won the very first ever set of the night at the Hollywood Improv open mic that I went to. It wasn't the first one ever. It was the first time I was there. I saw her win, and we've since become pretty good friends. Uh, on this episode, she reminds me of two of the most embarrassing stories that ever happened to me. We also talk about... Uh, each of our personal experiences dating people who either were previously or post dating us turned out to be gay. Um, and we you know we talk about just other interesting stuff about the quarantine. She's got a job still, what that's like to be working through it. And uh, yeah, without, uh, without uh, giving away too much more, let's get started. What's up, Maddie. You, uh, you get the special cause yesterday oh. I shaved. And like I couldn't, I couldn't not. I just see you making Jewy movements. Oh, really? You don't see me fully? Okay, I can hear you. I can hear you and see you. Okay, okay. Oh, I like the mustache. It looks good. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna keep it, but I had to shave yesterday. I think it's good, actually. I I can't see me though. Am I? How do I see me so I know if I'm like in the frame? You're there. You got your American flag. uh, Oh, is that cute? Mm-hmm. My Liberty Bonds. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. What's do you, new? Do you live alone or do you live with people? No, I live with my sister. You live with your sister. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. How's that been? It's good. It's nice. Do you, guys, you guys get along well uh, to be Yeah, we're like seven, she's like seven years younger than me, so we're pretty far apart. Okay, so that's like a good age because you didn't have to deal with like being two together when you were young. We didn't like go to high school together or anything. So actually it's really nice. Nice, nice. Yeah. My brother was three years younger than me. And like we honestly have a pretty good relationship now. But he hated me. Yeah. Rightfully so. I was just I was a monster. Where did you grow up again? I didn't know you had siblings. I thought you were an only child for some reason. You see a lot of people mistake my older brother qualities for only child qualities but i think there's there's a difference i feel like only children like expect everything they have this like expectation of attention and older brothers take everything so like i i like aggressively go for the attention without expecting i feel like i need to take it from people whereas uh only Mm -hmm. wait do you live alone I, I, I have, I am in just, I've talked about it on the show a bunch, but I am just in the craziest situation right now. Why? Because oh, no. I live in a house with what's supposed to be three other people, yeah. but um, one of them moved out right as the whole quarantine um, started. Oh, they went home? Oh, no. no they just- well, they moved out. They, <laughs> technically, they were moving out in the middle of it, and I was searching for a new roommate, but right. I hadn't found a new roommate at the moment right. where just the government went, all right, don't leave your house starting now. And right. um, so I'm like oh, no. just dealing with having But this do you ex- have to like, do you have to pay? Is, is your old roommate still paying their rent? Or do you guys have they, to pay? Me and her. Like, are you responsible for finding a roommate then? I am. We agreed to cover, to split this month's rent. That so sucks. It's, it's such a... It's such a nightmare. It's like hard to, I just, my only way to deal with it is just to sort of like not acknowledge it's happening. Did you get your check yet? Your stimulus check? I did. I got it on the day I pay my rent. So it was like, I didn't even get any, any time to enjoy it. It just just, went right through. Yeah. It just went like right through me to the government. Right, right, right through me to my landlord. I consider the government and landlords the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> They're just these arbitrary entities that you blame. Well, for now like, they really are because now, because right? Trump, uh, Trump was a landlord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, he, so he identifies with them. Um, you're like one of the few lucky people. I am. You know, you get to keep in comedy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> especially in comedy. We're, we're, do you do you miss it? Do you miss comedy? No. No. <laughs> You know what? I'm right there Not with you. Not one bit. I'm right there with you. There has been I don't been know like... why. I I guess I guess the reason I don't miss is it miss it is because I don't I don't feel like I'm 
I don't have FOMO. I don't feel like I'm behind or I don't feel guilty. Like, Oh, I should be going doing mics and stuff. Cause no one's doing anything. So I, no one's getting ahead. Exactly, exactly. I kind of am enjoying the break, but I, I don't know. What about yeah. you? I no, I'm kind of I'm kind of the same way because Okay, good. Because I feel like everybody else misses it a lot. And I'm like, I don't. <laughs> no, no. It's funny. It's funny. I've had like I think I think A, what you said is accurate. Yeah. Like like there's yeah. no feeling like other people are doing it. And uh yeah, it's just like comedy was like very much something sort of to like keep me feeling productive and to keep me creatively fulfilled. And when it shut down for everyone, I'm like, all right, just move on to something else now. Just do, do yeah. something else to keep myself no, busy. It, until it it comes actually, back. Yeah. It actually kind of drained me. I'm kind of happy to not be doing it right now. Just force break. I guess the one thing that I sort of uh, miss, the one thing that like I sort of feel is like, I felt like I had good momentum going with it. Yeah, I feel like the longer you stop doing it, the harder it is to start doing it again. Like sometimes I'll take a week off if I really need to or or just like I'm out of town and it's really hard to start back up again. I was doing it at one point so much that I like left town for three days. Yeah. And I, so I wasn't out at any mics and I got multiple yeah. messages from people checking on me. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, I am doing this. I if I I go away for three days and people are like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. maybe I need to to cool it a little. Maybe you need to reevaluate your. What have you been doing? <laughs> Is it? Am I too dark? Do you want me to open the window? No, no, so no it's fine. It's fine. It's um, fine. what have you been doing? Uh, well, I do making coffee, shaving your mustache. I uh, I've counting been your jugle. <laughs> Catching my jugal. If it wasn't for all the jugal, I'd be in real, real, real bad shape. <laughs> you have that vault. <laughs> yeah, but that's why we keep the jugal. We 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 learned from the Holocaust that you got to have the the storage of jugal in case you have to quarantine down for a year. Yeah, not just the Holocaust. Uh, every every event in history. <laughs> every event in history was. Um, oh yeah, yeah. My last podcast, I was talking about how I blame anti-Semitism for anything that goes wrong in my life uh <laughs> i mean i think you should and and uh yeah i think you should i don't know why you guys don't get a month why do black people get a month and you guys don't no jewish history month um <laughs> i don't i don't know if i want if if my brand wants to comment on that um <laughs> what month would you want if you got a month um what I month mean, they, would you want to be Juma? <laughs> I feel, you know, it would definitely be a 31-day month that we'd want. We'd want to get as much of a month as we can get. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, I feel like, you know, I feel like people, listen, listen, generally speaking, we're doing pretty well. We don't need a month right now. We don't need a month, you know? Um, is there a, there's like a Women's History Month too, right? Like April or Women's History Week? Is there, is there, am I You're being asking really ignorant? the wrong person, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't, I don't uh, acknowledge any of the months, frankly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been doing the podcast. Uh, I'm working out every day, which, which Good. has been like nice. And, like cooking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, also I found that even though I'm not like cooking especially healthy, just the fact that I'm cooking instead of eating out, I'm just eating healthier. It makes a difference, yeah. It does, just cause like, I'm realizing that things that I cook, one, don't taste as good, because right. it's not cooked in tons of butter and like You're stuff. Not I'm just realizing all the things I'm not adding to the food right, right. that are added to the same things when I eat out that make it so much worse for me. Right. Because I remember, so like, I, like, you haven't gained. So you haven't gained. No, I'm anything. down. I'm like, down like ten pounds. Good uh, for you. I know. I know. It's awesome. Been... That's not going to be the case for everybody. No, no, no. But a lot of people were just, you know, <laughs> a lot of people weren't irresponsibly spending all their money on restaurants uh, for the past thirty years of their life. So they had been I cooking think a lot at of home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. What was it? Uh, Jane Johnson once said to me, she was, uh, she was like, I can't afford to do to eat this, and I'm like, well, why do you do it? She's like, I just spend the money and hope that it'll work out. Yeah. And I think that was uh, especially a comedian's attitude. Yeah. We just well, spend it, hope it works out. I, I most feel bad for all the comics who are like living in their car now. Like I didn't work. 
What? It's funny. I forgot about a lot of comics during this month. And then like, like Lou Hinkle reached out to me and I was like, oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) One of the benefits of this whole thing was not having to deal with Lou Hinkle, right? Jew. Jeff Carasalas called me and I was like, okay, forgot about you. A Jew. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a Jew. Yeah, but it's, it, it was not that I don't like them. I just didn't think about them if I didn't see. Like, there are a lot of people if I don't see them. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Like, I kind yeah, of forgot about everybody. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Uh, who have you? Who have you been keeping in touch with? Just like when, like Nikki Bond, Monterey, uh, Jimmy Rogers, like my just my group of your buddies. Core your core, your core friend group. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, uh, and what are you doing to keep busy? Well, I'm still working, so I'm kind of am busy during the day. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just, I have like the same schedule. It hasn't changed that much for me. Except so for, for not comedy. Like, it was like a sales job before, right? Yeah, I wasn't. Well, I still, I work, I'm like a, um, it's this place called Table Art. So I'm like a showroom assistant. So they mostly do like work with designers and stuff. It's like, project based but it's just like tabletop and stuff so it's like expensive like flatware and dishes and vases and like home decor stuff um but since they have these like huge orders for like interior designers we still have a lot of work to do and and like inventory and stuff so i mean it's not it's like tedious work but at least i'm still working you know totally something else to do that's like an amazing advantage to have to be able to yeah (laughs) i mean i've never worked in like the restaurant industry and stuff so which kind of like sucked at times because I wasn't making as much money, but now it's good. <laughs> now you're like fuckers. I know. Um, I do feel I, that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'm in like such a weird situation with everything because I was both a small business owner and an independent contractor. <laughs> yeah. Are you like, editing still or what? Very little, because like yeah, the, the, between. Even though editing is like a job that uh, I can do, yeah, nothing's in production. All productions have shut True. down because of this. So there's nothing, there's not much to edit. But I've been doing like, I mean, I've been doing like really tiny gigs of like editing people's stand-up subtitle yeah. clips for them. But like, I can't That's charge good. them that much. They can't afford yeah. that much. And like, you know, I can't charge them that much. Yeah. Um I uh, I may have just landed a writing job yesterday, which oh, good for you. Fingers for what? For what? Out. For what? Like for a TV show? What is it for? No, uh, it's actually it's actually for a writer who wants punch ups on their their. Oh, show that's cool. So, that sounds perfect, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, knock on wood that 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 fully comes through. There's two stories you've told me that I never forget one is the Anne Hathaway story oh my god when I was on Batman and I uh yeah. I was like uh like yeah that's that's crazy what's what's like, the other I still one I think about that a lot <laughs> I feel like I feel like I you know it's weird it's weird to retell you a story I've told you but like people listening to the podcast you of should tell could... it if, if you don't mind telling it you should the other story is is well your Facebook story where you're with your status update, oh, yeah. which I, I'm sure I, you've I, talked about I think I think I might have talked about it on the podcast but I'll tell I'll tell them both that one's quicker um, those are both great stories but oh yeah they're amazing. I guess you could tell the Anne Hathaway one though since you're talking since we're talking about it editing yeah well well the the entirety of that was just wild where i worked on um i worked in catering on uh batman on the the third batman movie of the christopher nolan batmans and they were just so understaffed that i was literally working for like 36 hours at a time with like seven hour breaks in between and just, I'm not like a strong person, or like, oh, like, like I've got, I've got real, like, I've, I've always said I have like hand model hands. That's how little work I like do. That's like laborious. I feel like I've thought about getting into the hand modeling game just because they're just yeah. naturally very soft and nice. Yeah, it looks like someone of... needs to build some pyramids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. From, <laughs> from, from lack of any anything laborious. So like, I was straight up hallucinating. Um, when I was working on Batman and, um, and it got to a point where it was the one where Anne Hathaway was playing Catwoman and 
I got so like delusional that um, just from lack of sleep where like the best way to describe it. And I think this is the actual truth is like I was awake because I had forced myself awake through just like drinking copious amounts of five hour energies and stuff that like I was walking around with like my body functioning to some degree, but it right. was a dream. I was how, just in inside a how, dream. How many days do you think you, or how many hours do you think you slept like within a week or like, were there, did, did, would you just sleep like a couple hours a day or just not at all, like 72 hours straight? It was like, so we would, um, we'd wake up, we'd go, like from the very first day, we like went to set, we set up breakfast, we broke down breakfast, we moved to the lunch area, we set up lunch, we broke down lunch, we'd go to the dinner place, set up dinner, break down dinner, head back to home base, restock for the next day. And by the time we restocked for the next day, it was time for breakfast. So we'd go straight out to breakfast and do it all over again. And then like, there was like, so there wasn't enough people. So it was like, they'd give us breaks and spurts. And, um, I was sent home and basically it was after working for 36 hours. I was given a seven hour break. I get on the subway and like I'm this is in New York. Right. And I'm heading back to my apartment and I the next stop is my apartment. And I'm like so tired. I'm like, don't fall asleep, Josh. Don't fall asleep. You're almost there. Don't fall asleep. I wake up at the end of the subway line. I like just look oh my at my watch it's basically time to go back to work. And I just sit there and just let the train ride back. Oh um, no! And then I go and I was working again from that point for like another 36 hours. Wow. So basically the Anne Hathaway aspect of it is just in my mind, somehow through this, I like went through this like delusional fantasy that me and Anne Hathaway that like I had told her that I thought she did a good job hosting the Oscars. I remember like the, like the nature of how the relationship, I forgot this part. Yeah. I remember the nature of how it like started in my head, which I never interacted with her once. Thank God. Um, but I like in my head was like, she had gotten so much shit for her horrible hosting job. Oscars with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and in my right. mind I like told her I think you know I don't care what everyone said I think you did a great job hosting the Oscars which would have been just the worst thing to say to anyone to begin with yeah. but that she was so touched by that that like it like made it formed a connection between us and uh and that we were like like suddenly dating and I'm like I guess like all these stalkers in the world are just walking around in like this <laughs> dream like state where they're just Cause like I based and I was like, oh yeah, me and Anne Hathaway are like in my head. Did you head, tell while anybody like, that you were together? No, no. I like somehow kept it together enough um, through. When through did this you realize thing. that this was all a mirage? But the next time I got any sleep, I just like woke up and like like it was just I was just in a dream. I That's was really weird. Being like being like tailored by my experiences. I wonder if other, a lot of other people have these kinds, not with Anne Hathaway, but how these kinds of, because I've never been that sleep deprived. Well, like, I've never sim had that happen. simultaneously to thinking that there were all these Chinese lanterns hung up around the tents to like light everything. And they yeah. just all looked like severed heads to me on strings. So like, yeah. I was like in a relationship yeah. with Anne Hathaway inside of an apocalypse now style, like Vietnamese temple. Um, yeah. <laughs> scared this, of that. yeah 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 i was like i need to save her from all these uh severed heads and like wow it was almost like in the first batman movie when the scarecrow would like spray him with the gas and he'd be in this nightmare world i yeah. was just existing inside of that that's uh, very and, weird yeah that's all very weird why yeah, are they so short staff though they just didn't hire enough in the yeah. catering department. Like, like, so basically, you know, the production hires a catering department and they're like, can you, can you handle this? And they're so desperate to get the job that they okay. say they can handle it, even though they really can't. And then but they try like so to many actors in LA and New York. Like they can't get people to, you know what I mean? There's so many well, people that want like temporary jobs, right? Well, I was, I was technically an added crew member. Like, like, okay. like they, like I was added on to their already like short staffed thing. Okay. This was also that, that week of working on the crew was when they were shooting in wall street, which is, um, which at the time was like the most extras in makeup 
that like had ever been done on on set. So like the crew and the cast for that week was just one of the largest in the history of all of movies. So like there was no accounting for how like they needed to hire multiple catering crews is right to happen. And they just didn't. That's crazy. <laughs> and then our boss was basically trying to keep it hidden that they were so understaffed. Right. So, yeah. Like, or and like hoping that nobody died. It's almost like Joe Menente keeping the fourth wall. He, he felt very much like Joe Menente. Yeah. Like, like if like, <laughs> it's like, it's like the bomb shelter's on fire and he's still like running them. He's like, all right, I can manage this fire. He and would. Keep the fight going. Cause I need to get that hundred bucks. He um, would. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been doing any, uh, any like zoom mics and stuff i haven't i did a zoom show i did i did two zoom shows that people asked me i was like it's funny going into it i was dreading it i just like like i was like i want to get out of this i want to cancel i don't like this then i did it and it ended up being really fun and uh, it was fun oh okay uh, surpri- surprisingly, um, it was funny because like I couldn't hear any laughs, but I could see videos of like people in their homes watching, so I could see them laughing. Uh, right. <laughs> good enough. Well, we have, like, everybody sounds off. While yeah, you're doing your sounds set. off except for mine. Um, it would have been a nightmare if all the sounds were on. Um, yeah. Then uh, and then there's like a um, a like text thread or a comment thread and people are commenting lol and omg and ha 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 and then like so like you know i i did end up sort of feeling the feedback i needed to feel to keep going yeah 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 okay and i got to sort of like try out talking about all the comedy stuff i had come up with um during during the uh during the quarantine Mm -hmm. The other story um, you mentioned, the the one I I don't know if I've told it on here, but like well, you the, should. It's a the it's most cringeworthy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just literally the most embarrassing experience I've ever had in my it is life. Embarrassing. It's uh, the most embarrassing experience I've ever had listening to you. But yeah, I was dating this girl for two years in New York, and uh, we mm-hmm. broke up, and. Um, just like this is like the early days of Facebook and smartphone yeah. stuff. And, you know, I, I think it's I think it's not abnormal to be or at least in the early days. I've, I do a good job now of like when I have a breakup of just not looking at their social media at all anymore. Oh, that's good. Yeah, there's, it's hard. There's, it's, it's hard not to. Never once has there been like a good. Maybe, no, maybe no. it would have been good for her to look at my social media during this experience. But there's it's no never... point in it. Like, it never makes you feel better. Like, even if you don't find anything, like, it doesn't make you feel better. You know what I mean? It's so fucking. Like, you're like, you okay, cool. Out? I don't have someone else. Like, but that, you know. No one's ever posting, oh, God, I miss Josh Edelman so much. There's like, no... that's the only thing. <laughs> like, you're looking you like, yeah, that that's right. Like, <laughs> well, you shouldn't have dumped me for another person then if you miss me so much on your social media. Um, Did she? What? Dump you Did... for another person? Well, you know, I guess I guess that was tricky because we had broken up already, yeah. actually. Um, but we just kept hanging out and having like we broke up and then spent no less time together we just like broke up so technically we were allowed to date other people technically i had gone out with other people but like basically she was like hey i'm dating somebody now and i was like all right well don't ever talk to me again Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) all right well i'm gonna be mature about this don't ever talk (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, you know, on one hand, you know, I I used to not handle breakups, I think, as well as I handle them now. And Everybody, then, yeah. And then on the other hand, it was mutually a very abusive relationship. So oh, like, it was like, the truth is, when you break up, you just need to take. You need to. It's not that you can't be friends again, but you definitely just should not talk for a little yeah, while. Yeah, there's just also no point and really being friends again in my opinion maybe way down the line but i just don't what's the point what's the benefit of being like i have friends that i haven't had a relationship with totally (laughs) so i mean you know if you have a relationship that's generally positive and mutually you split up and you're like it didn't work and we're better friends and then you let a little time go by to like kind of heal from it i think friends friends can be in the cards 
Sure. Yeah. Some people can do it. Some people are mature. I can't. But especially, especially if you're in a situation where like you're gonna see them around. Like if if yeah. if you yeah. can escape, escape. But if right. you're, you know, like if you're having like like you know, if you're dating within the community and stuff, it's right. gonna suck to like have like no relationship with a person that you've had a relationship with. Right. Right. So, but um. But so it's the early days of social media and uh, or early days of smartphones. And I'm, yeah. and I'm just I'm aggressively Facebook stalking at this point. Like it, I'm just I'm being I'm doing I'm being as unhealthy. I sound like such a psychopath on this podcast. I realize mm. I'm like, that was my like, goal. That was my goal. I, mean, I was like, I don't know what he's going to ask me, but I'm going to make him sound like <laughs> like I sound like just like the worst type of delusional. Like you're really growing into your mustache. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I've got the mustache and I'm talking about like believing I was in a relationship with Anne Hathaway and cool, like abusively social media stalking my ex. But yeah. um, <laughs> it's like two weeks out, out after our like breakup, breakup, breakup. And uh, I go on my phone to like look at what she fucking posting. Da, 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 da. And uh, I get distracted. I put my phone away. And then like four hours later, I go home and I go on Facebook again. And I just see that instead of typing her name into the search bar, I typed her name into my <laughs> status bar. And oh. and then like when I got distracted, I put my phone away for four hours. My Facebook status had just been her name. It just was like her name in like in the status, like 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 a proverbial scream into the ethos. Uh, it was almost how like, many likes did it get? I don't know, but it was like it was almost like a streetcar named Desire for social media. I was just, just yeah. like Stella. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but my but my friend Liz Glazer said it's almost it's probably the most honest what's on your mind answer of all time. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's true. It had a bunch of likes and a bunch of comments that I never looked at. But like no one called you and let you know. Like clearly it was a mistake. Like I, I yeah. You know, it's weird because it's like I guess in those earlier days of social media we weren't all like on it quite as much as we like eventually were. Um, right, right. I was literally only on it at that time to see what the fuck she was doing. Uh, right. Well, that was before but, Instagram, I guess, and stuff. So Facebook, people don't go on as much. So, um, so yeah. So no one ever mentioned it to me. I think people just like understood. Like, I think people right. either thought, I don't think people thought it was a mistake. I think people thought I was really like going through. So I got a couple people like asking me like, Hey dude, you doing all right? How are you handling yeah, things? Yeah. But I didn't get any like making fun of me for it. Cause I think they thought I was like on the. And, she, and I forgot, did she see it or you never found out if she saw it, right? You ran I, into her I, later. I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have, someone told her. Maybe. Yeah. I imagine, I imagine she got informed about it. But uh, yeah. I just deleted it and immediately just screamed into my pillow and was like, all right, Josh. <laughs> um, what if you've been stalking like her family members or friends and you put them as a status? Would that be more, <laughs> less awkward? No, I'm not that crazy. I'm not that crazy. Oh, OK. Probably the other the other worst part of that whole um, the other worst part of that whole breakup. And like, so, so literally that breakup happened. And then I mortified myself like eight times over just like, yeah. uh, so the other words, and I was young, you know, it was like just after college. So I'm like, I'm like, um, I'm still pretty young. Um, the other worst part is, so the night we broke up, uh, I, you know, went out drinking with my friends yeah. and, uh, <laughs> So you don't know this part. The, the night we broke up, I went out drinking with my friends. And then, like, finally I get home, and I'm drunk, and I'm alone for, like, the first time, like, since the breakup. And I'm drunk, and I am just, like, melting down at home. I am just, like, Aww. deeply, deeply sad, deeply upset. And I'm like, I need to do something to make these feelings go away right now. And... um I had Xanax, which I used to take for flying, or I guess I still take right. for flying. But I never, I never 
like abuse Anakin, but I also didn't really fully fundamentally understand the the like don't take Xanax when you're drunk um, right. <laughs> rules okay. that like the dangers right. of it. Like, oh god, what if what if I died from ODing on this? So I decided like I need to do something to like like because I won't go to sleep. So I took a Xanax, blackout, wake up in the morning, and just never read it to this day. See that I wrote her like a four-page email oh, um, no. <laughs> that night. I have no idea what I said. She never responded to it. You didn't. Oh, you didn't read it. You you were too mortified. Too mortified. They're just like, just oh, like no. boom, boom, boom. Oh <laughs> just, no. Just like 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 made sure to just put that whole relationship into a coffin, uh, right. And bury it six feet under. Didn't you run into her though at some point and like? So the third thing, the third mortifying experience of this two-week period post-breakup, this is um, after the letter. The letter was the next day. Um, by the way, we actually, uh, just, just to just catch up, we actually will, like, communicate every once in a while. Yeah, and be like, she'll hey, watch this, yeah. What? Huh? Maybe you should tag her in this episode. Uh, um, she uh, married, has a kid now. Married the guy she, you know, dated after me. So oh, okay. honestly made the mature decision. I wasn't getting married to her. Um, okay. In fact, one of the big fights we would have was I'd be like, I'm not getting married to you. Uh, <laughs> Anyone or her? Her. Um, but, you know, it's a real catch-22 because, like, I always said... I don't want to marry you, marry her because I didn't think she was nice enough to me. And she wasn't nice enough to me because she didn't like that. I told her I wasn't committed. Um, but right. so it was like a real, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. what came first, the chicken or the egg, but just probably right. not, like I said, abusive in two directions. Right. Um, but, uh, so the third most mortifying part of the whole thing was, um, after both of those things, like very shortly after both of those things, my like best friend at the time and I were going to this restaurant and the restaurant was right near where she worked and uh, we're walking to the restaurant and then I see her on the street corner ahead of us. This is in New York City. I see her on the street corner ahead of us, like with some guy, honestly, probably a guy that she was. Uh, it wasn't. I mean, I knew she was dating someone. It wasn't the guy she was dating. So it was just probably like a coworker or something. And I see her and I say to my friend, I go, quick, turn around. I'll explain to you in a second. Uh, I, I just just quick. And like I turn around, I start walking away because I don't want to run into her. And my friend just turns around and goes, Edelman, Edelman, just starts oh, no. going. Josh oh, no. Edelman. Oh and no. I'm just like running across the street like there's no green light. I almost get hit by a car. And oh, it no. just <laughs> um just this probably saw me just running away from her as fast as I could. Uh, That's embarrassing. Yeah, just like the one, two, three, just devastating. Yeah, in that order. <laughs> in that order. <laughs> I'd so. say, I would say probably the letter was the most overall embarrassing from just like a really from like a personal standpoint. Um, yeah. God knows what I wrote, but there's no world in which anything, any version of what I wrote was good. You yeah. know, even if it was a nice letter, I imagine it You've was never like, like looked at it, be, like been tempted to go back and check. I just would rather not know. Why, why open up that Pandora's box? <laughs> we could do it right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. You probably no. don't have it anymore. Yeah, it's so old. It might have been through my NYU email too. So uh, I might. It might. I forgot you were NYU. Okay. <laughs> um. So. Uh, so yeah, yeah. No, it, I feel like just better not to know. And like I said, we communicate. You know, every once in a while, check in, see how we're doing. You know, I I asked her how she was holding up through the pandemic. She actually messaged me first, like about something I'd posted, and I asked her how she was doing. And that's good. Um, so, yeah, yeah. so you're like cordial. I, I generally, I generally speaking, have cordial to like minor friendships with my exes. Right. And how are you and Anne? Anne? Hathaway. Oh, 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 oh. Me and Anne, we don't speak. We don't uh, speak. <laughs> <laughs> we don't speak. That's funny. Uh, well, now the world knows the real you. Now, do you have, you know, now I've, I've really like, 
given mm. you all of mine. Do you? Well, you dated like a bunch of gay men, right? Uh, yes. Well, not like confirmed. Not confirmed. Well, like oh, one, no. like one or two confirmed. One or two <laughs> confirmed, but um, yeah. Like, there's yeah. One of my boyfriend in college was gay. He turned. He ended up being gay, gay, like really gay. And what was, what was your? Because like I kind of always sort of think like like you would be interested in generally like it would seem initially like you would be interested in like very like macho guys but that's not the case or was he like a macho gay what well lots of gay guys are like you know Mm. and stuff Mm. but no he was i mean he he grew up on like a farm in nebraska he was i mean he wasn't like macho macho but he wasn't like he didn't come across as really gay at first and you went to usc right i went to usc yeah um yeah he well he like we dated for a couple years and then he decided and then he came out and said he was like bye Mm -hmm. and then we didn't break up because i thought it would be like prejudice of me to like break up (laughs) bye which like now i'd be like bye (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, i guess i used to be more like pc and uh, then he just like moved to Chicago, I think, just to start his new homoerotic life. By the way, by the <laughs> he way, he said it was for like theater, and I was like, "You're gay." You should uh, you should take that joke down. The the is that is that a joke you have the bye? Oh, I didn't even know I did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was funny. That was funny. Okay, bye, bye. It, okay. it fits in with your with your yeah, yeah, yeah. You Have the material about that, so you should. Uh, yeah, so that. he moved to Chicago, and then he just lived a fully homo life and now he's just yeah and i still hate him like we really don't <laughs> we met like once after like at usc after he got dumped by a guy and he came and apologized and was like oh i and i think i was dating someone time he's like i I'm heard i heard you're like dating a guy now and i was like i heard you're dating a guy now <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> and, awesome. Okay. that's awesome yeah and then uh he like apologized and i was like okay it's all right but then i i didn't really actually forgive him because I knew it was just him that he was very selfish as the gays are and he (laughs) trust me lived with them I know that and um but I could tell he wasn't really like sorry he just felt he he wanted to like clear his own conscience you know what I mean yeah yeah I mean but but the thing that bothers me is like I don't care if like you know a lot of guys when they're still in college like early 20s they're not comfortable depending you know where they grew up or their family situation they're not comfortable like coming out or maybe they don't even like realize it all the time it's just really different for everyone or, or what from what i've like heard from my friends but like it was just annoying that he would be so fully in in relationships with women like make it seem like it would just last forever you know it's like if you're on the fence just kind of at least be single and like you know but he really but i know his girlfriend before me like ended up like stabbing herself or something like yeah like I guess she but I he always made up excuse like saying oh she was crazy like she was crazy everyone knew and stuff but I think it was because I guess they broke up and then they hooked up like after the breakup and she got pregnant and she pretty much like lost all this weight so that she would like self abort like lose the baby (laughs) and then I guess she did go crazy she stabbed herself in the arm like in front of him yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So, like, th- these women did go, like, pretty crazy, like, after. I mean, I did, too. There's something about, like, he just really led people on. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. The, yeah. girl, the girls that uh, I date, they just pretty, you know, efficiently move on from me. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they're, they're pretty good at being like, all right, uh, that was he was nice, generally, <laughs> until the end. Um, well, leave them for a man and see if you get a different result, just for fun. <laughs> Well, um, but the yeah. another funny thing, and uh, I actually have like a little bit of material about this. I've dated on some level multiple, I guess bisexuals, but I, I tend to actually think I've been the first guy a number of women have dated after dating women and then going back to women. And it's 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 funny because I don't think that I I've always said, like, you know, people will get mad at me if I say I've dated lesbians. They're like you didn't. You dated Why? bisexuals because wow. they say I date, you know, that like bisexuality is a thing. And I fully agree that bisexuality is a thing. But oh. I just think very wait, wait. much. Okay. What? <laughs> 
In my experience with women, yes. With men, usually the guys that I've known or dated that have said they're bisexual didn't go back to women. Well, I think I think I, in a lot I think in a lot of ways there's just so much stigma for men that like oh, yeah, like for, the idea yeah. of like crossing over into any homosexuality True, kind of yeah. kind of societally yeah. pushes you fully into there. But I actually know uh I know guys who are very happily yeah, I won't out any. I know some of the comedy community that are very uh, happily in relationships with um, females that are in open relationships that uh, sometimes hook up with guys. Yeah. No, um, it could be. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be both. I think so, sometimes guys have a hard time coming out. And so that's like an easy, like, uh, true, true. intermediate step. And then also, I'm sure there are actually. But I think yeah. it's I think it is definitely a spectrum. But. But sure. I think very, no, I think I very much like straight men will occasionally try to experiment to see if they're gay. Right. Uh, I think occasionally lesbian women will experiment to see right. if they're straight. And right. I've been a person that they've that they, they're like, they're like, he's got feminine qualities and seems available. You, Do you know, think that's why. I think on a certain level, it's like it's like he doesn't seem like he'll like physically hurt me or could right. physically hurt me. Right. Um, he seems like <laughs> I can pretty much be in charge of what happens with our relationship. And right. uh, and he's and he doesn't seem like anyone's dating him right now. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but it's been it's been multiple times I've dated multiple right. um bisexual or even lesbian lesbian woman and never i've never changed i'm not changing anyone right <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> like like i you know i actually think i'm a pretty good person to date but i'm not changing you <laughs> right right in also, fact i think I part of i think part of what makes me a good person to date is that i accept that i'm not changing you <laughs> Right, right. You know, I'm like, this is who you are, and uh, right. I better learn to accept that or move on. Or but I better learn to people, accept that or wait till you break up with me. Have you had women that you've dated that, like, in high school or whatever, that ended up being, like, fully gay? No, no. Anyone I've dated who was, like, straight to begin with has stayed straight. This whole episode, I've just realized this whole episode of this podcast is absolutely crazy with this mustache. The fact that this is the only episode of my podcast where I have the mustache and probably am shaving it after this. The fact that I've done it in this it makes it so much more problematic. If any of these clips are ever used against me in the future, the fact that I have a mustache while I did them, like they're they, people are going to watch it on mute and cancel me. They're going to just see like the video on mute on <laughs> on it Instagram. Doesn't, doesn't look it it could look rapier. It could look rapier. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, I think, uh, you know, this is one of Mary Elaine's. Uh, that first... actually, I like it. Thank you. Thank what you. do you this normally is... have? What? A beard. What do you normally have? I normally, I you normally, normally have a beard. I yeah. normally have like a well-groomed, trimmed beard. Um, yeah, you do. Okay. And a hat. Yeah. And a hat. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a fully different person right now for you. Yeah, you are. <laughs> out on the scene. Has your um, hairline been like, has it been nice to not wear your hat? Do you feel like? Um, I actually, the funny thing was, I you was kind of, wear a hat. you almost wear a hat every, every time. Well, so there's, there's, there's a couple of reasons why I would wear the hat when, uh, I was around one was laziness. I just didn't like, like the funny thing is the less hair you have as a man, the longer yeah. you have to spend grooming it to like, oh, right. I gotta like, I gotta use every follicle no, to like cover, cover the right. bad spots. Well, you do still have hair though. You, it's not. I don't, kind I think of, kind of that's in your head a lot. There were moments where the light was hitting my head in a certain way over this, uh, over this break hiatus where I've been like, you're just pretending you have hair, Josh. <laughs> I think you do though. It look, you do. Thank you. Thank that's you. Bad. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, but so one, it was just like, I didn't like to deal with the grooming it. And then I kind of like, liked the aesthetic of the hat i just liked liked how Doesn't I... it annoy you on stage because anytime i've like had like dirty hair come from the gym and i wear a hat i can't i have a really hard time doing comedy because i can't see oh no no it wasn't a problem i guess oh, you're used to it a lot of yeah. you guys wear them but like i can't like it bothers me too much 
I almost felt like it at a certain point. I almost felt like I'd worn that same hat of which I have five different versions of um, right. so <laughs> much that it almost sort of branded me a little bit and like became right. sort of like a look that like gave me some distinctness on a, just a certain level. Maybe you uh, hat wearers should switch hats next time we're back at like you and Lou Hankel and Monterey. You can all switch your like, you could wear a loose Philly hat. Well, I was starting to feel on a certain level like it was a little bit of a crutch, and I was actually right before this hiatus sort of distancing myself from the hat a little more. Just okay. trying to like and now you've um, weaned yourself off of it. And now that you know, now that there's no now there's no point yeah. uh, to wearing the hat in this current society. Yeah. Um, but uh but yeah, wait, what was I talking about? Bisexuals. Um, oh, the, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, and well, the only reason I shaved, and I mean, this isn't, like, the most attractive thing to say, but my beard got oh, so big. I go all the way. You've already said <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Well, the beard got so long, and I, I got, I got, I would just start, like, obsessively, like, plucking hairs in, like, this one spot in my beard, so I got, like, a bald spot in my beard, and I was like, well, this is, this is no good anymore. Yeah, it was and, it was time. Yeah, it was time to. I had to let it go, and then you know you get to the minute. It's fun. It's fun to have a mustache. You know, it's, it it's fun. It looks good. Thank you, thank you, Maddie. Thank you. That, 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 oh. uh, so many men in the open mic scene would be so so uh, so appreciative to hear <laughs> that from you, Maddie. So I take it. Well, away. you're welcome. Oh wait, oh. your brother's on here. I can still hear you. Okay, there you go. Um. Uh. One last thing to bring up, um, because it has been it has been called to my attention, or, or it was interesting. Ian Russo, yeah, said something on his uh, on his cooking show. Have you watched his cooking show, by the way, on Instagram? No, I should watch. I like Ian. I have. I mean, I've seen it on there, but I haven't watched the full. Honestly, oh. honestly, shockingly decent. Yeah. Who knew that the yeah. what he needed more than anything was no audience, no audience to like, like just him alone, him alone in his apartment. It's the perfect place for Ian to be. If only Ian were there all the time, right? Yeah. Um, if only but, he did pretty well, and his parents were there. <laughs> but uh, well, it's funny because he's like doing his material in yeah. the cooking show with the cooking aspect of it also. And the material's landing way better. Just like- There's a place for Ian. There's a place for, I, I don't know where that place, there's a place for Ian in, in uh, something. <laughs> I frequently say, and, uh, and for listeners that don't know who Ian Russo is, look up Ian Russo on Instagram so you know what we're talking about. He'll yeah. appreciate it. Um, yeah. He's a character. I always say he's one of the most talked about people on the scene, and that is- what does he always ask us? Is he eighty percent as attractive as Brad Pitt? That's yeah, something game. like that. But he also has the whole bit about having the crush on the comic, and yeah. he was saying things on his podcast that made me really believe you were the comic that he has the crush. I don't on. think was I. I don't know. I don't know. But but I don't know if it's episode one or two. What did he, he say said. though that um, led you to believe that? Because it could be a lot of people. Well, one he says he, he says they're a terrible person. <laughs> okay, right. No, no, but um, um, and then and then he was saying that that this person had a really good set at the improv and like that he had like come up to them afterwards to tell them that I forget exactly the specifics of it, but I was kind of like in that moment I was like I bet it's Maddie. But we're like, but I'm like friends with Ian. I think it'd be weird for him to come up. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, but I it might. It, like, talk like, enough where like, I don't know. Yeah. It could be. But then you have to be like, hmm, how many women have good sets? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, so No, there's a lot. I mean, it could be a lot of people. Like you should it. watch Cooking with the Rooster. Yeah, I'll and, see. And then, and then report back to me. Okay. Whether you feel like the 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 Easter eggs he planted okay. uh, make you believe it's you, and then I can. Why doesn't he just tell people who it is? Because uh, you know it's it, that's his that's that's his shtick. Right. <laughs> it's working right. for telling people who it is. 
I mean, I've never like had any like I've never gotten that vibe from him, but also he does have Asperger's, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always told Ian one of my I tried to write it. No, I don't know what he has, but you know he there is so who knows maybe he is giving off that vibe. I just can't pick up on it, you know, because he's I, Ian. Ivy, if he any any would 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 that be something you'd explore if that were if, if you were his crush? Any any interest in exploring oh, that? Oh my so, god! If you said yes, he'd probably reveal that it was you. If it was you. <laughs> it would be a good way to get the reveal to happen. Uh, yeah, that's true. For, so I guess I should just like take one for the team. Take one for the team. So, so you guys all know. Answer that question. But um, what was, uh, I, I had something really good to say and and I've lost it. Um, I hate when that happens. Uh, but um, all right, anything, anything you care to promote? Have you been uh, doing no, anything? doing anything not I mean, doing anything guess, no i'm i mean i guess like once i don't know i guess once things go back i don't even have anything lined up after that because no no have does anybody your hair, come out you got, your hair looks good have you gotten your oh, hair thank done you. um oh. yes i have you know when there's a will there's a way <laughs> <laughs> i was like one of the things i was like marveling at is i'm like like you know not that not that any of the girls i've talked to's hair has looked particularly bad but you can just tell that like it's not as extremely groomed as normal. Right. Well, and you I was... know, I will risk death too. <laughs> <laughs> I no would, I wouldn't come when I, before I got it like done, I got done a couple, a few weeks ago, but before I did, like, I wouldn't go on, I wouldn't take pictures and stuff when I was at home. It looked so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I wouldn't have even come on this if I, <laughs> my vanity does go that deep. So. Well, I'm I'm glad you did. I think this was a super good episode of the podcast. What else uh, have you had on so far? I saw. I mean, Monterey. Oh, I uh, I just day. kind of been going through the rounds of Seth Lawrence, Zach Mendez, Monterey, oh. yeah. uh, Reed Brackenberry, uh, Jake Grafson, just whoever. Nikki Bond. Yeah. Nikki Bond's episode is really great. Nikki really? Bond. Uh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. She. Uh, hmm. I'll go watch it. She's like always on. She's always like posting stuff on Instagram and she's oh, good yeah. about creating content. Well, I, I told her about this. You should check it out. Um, I mean, this episode was really great too. Uh, most of them has been, have been really good, but, but she just cracked me up. Cause I told her about this experience. A friend went through where um, someone she wanted to have sex with confused her for a prostitute and tried to give her money and then the, my mm -hmm. friend didn't have sex with the person. And and Nikki just started like exploring all the avenues to like maintain her integrity while still taking the money and having sex. And it just was very interesting. interesting. Um, Doesn't really seem like something Nikki would. I know. <laughs> don't worry, Nikki, no one will ever think you're a prostitute. So you don't even have to like. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, uh, it, um, it. Then it, this it, prostitute wearing overalls and a jacket with beaver fur on the back. So off guard but it just it really cracked me up really uh, but uh but yeah so thank you maddie for coming on the show oh, so awesome. thanks for having you. me probably release it some point later this week that sounds uh, good yeah, it's nice thanks for having me it's nice to at least like keep in contact with people totally, totally. We'll, have to, we'll have to catch up again and uh sounds good all doing this and half the world's burned down um, if you have any questions, want me to talk about anything specific on the show, you can email okay. me at, or, well, this is more general. You can email me at quarantinepodcast at gmail.com. Haven't received one email yet, okay. but, uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to send you one. Give me your Jugal. <laughs> nobody quite makes it to the end of the show. I've got a decent number of listeners, but they all probably tune out like 15 minutes. Fall out. Uh, yeah. but, uh, thank you, Maddie, for doing the show. Oh, you're so, welcome. Thank good you. Good to see you. And uh, nice we'll talk again soon. Okay, okay, I'll see you.